Acts chapter 16. We'll start reading at verse 25. <laughs> Acts 16 and 25 says, And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises <laughs> unto God. And the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and, and was baptized, he and all his, his straightway. And when he had brought them into his and when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. And we'll stop reading right there for a moment. We'll back back up to verse 25. It says, At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loose. So once again, we uh, 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 we have Paul and Silas here, and Paul had uh, uh, before this he had cast out a demon out of a girl, cast out an evil spirit out of out of this uh, uh, young lady that had been following them or uh, following him and Silas around for days. And once again, that demon, it was proclaiming the truth before them, saying they were men of God and saying that they were showing the way unto salvation. And Paul turns around, rebukes the demon, commands the demon to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. And, uh, and the, the demon departs from the girl and the, the, the men of that city, the men who, were, uh, who ruled over that girl, they saw they were going to have no more money coming in from her services. No more, uh, no more gains would they have from uh, from the soothsaying that this uh, young lady could perform for them. So they brought Paul and Silas before the magistrates of the city, and the magistrates had them beat. What were the, what were they uh, claiming though? They said these men they're preaching this gospel. They're saying these things that aren't uh, common to Romans. They're saying these things that we shouldn't partake in as Romans. There's they're preaching in the name of this man, Jesus Christ. They're doing these things, and we don't like it. So the Romans, uh, that or the, the the people that were there at the time, uh, they, they began to beat them. Everybody in town came against Paul and Silas. They beat them. They whipped them. They threw them in prison. But the Bible here in Acts chapter 16, verse 25 says, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard, heard them. Folks, uh, as 
I said then, as she was up here testifying tonight, it matters not what kind of position we find ourselves in. It doesn't matter what kind of day we've had, what kind of week we've had, or what kind of life that we've had. If we have salvation as a gift from God that he has bestowed upon us, if he saved our soul out of hell, if he has taken us, shined the gospel light into our heart, and that light showed us our sin, that light showed us we needed to repent and to believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we believe that gospel, and God saved our souls. It doesn't matter if we're in prison. doesn't matter if we're in the hospital. doesn't matter who we know that may be in similar circumstances. We, could, we should still be able to sing praises unto God. We should still be able to lift up holy hands as the scripture says that we should do. We should still be able to acknowledge God for what he is, what he's done, and what he promises to do. Just as Paul and Silas do here. They were in the worst of circumstances. And what were they there for? They were there for doing good. They were there for doing well, for doing right. They were there for doing precisely what I believe God sent them into Macedonia to do, folks. This dream that Paul had, it wasn't circumstance. It wasn't just something that happened by chance. This was something that had to have been divinely inspired in the mind of Paul as he slumbered that night. It had to be something that came from God for him to go to Macedonia for him to be in the position he was in, in the place he was in. Hey, we find it hard to believe that it was God's will that Paul got beat. We find it hard to believe it was God's will that Paul and Silas wound up in prison, but that's precisely where God wanted them. We find it hard to believe in our own lives sometimes that why God allows certain things to happen. What did the man Job say over in the Old Testament? Hey, the man, as, as far as we could tell through the scriptures up to that point, the man had done no wrong. He had done nothing to quote unquote deserve what he had, yet he had sores from the top of his head to the bottoms of his feet. His family had been killed. All his livestock had been taken away. The man lost everything that he owned. Yet what did he say? He said, no, he slay me. Yet will I trust him? Hey, though the Lord slay me, though the Lord rebuke me, though he chastise me, though things may come in my life, hey, I will still trust God to see me through those things. Amen. And Paul and Silas, we're trusting in the same God that I trust in. They were trusting in the same God that David trusted in, the same God that Job was trusting in. They were trusting in the same God. I have nothing to worry about. If God can cause an earthquake that opens the doors of the prison and looses the bands off of every prisoner that was in that dungeon, if he can do that for them, he can do the same thing for me. And I believe that he will. If it comes down to it, and that's his will, and that's it, that's what he wants for my life, I believe that he can and he will do these things. 
But folks, they were singing. They were singing hymns. They sang praises unto God. It says, and the prisoners heard them. I bet that was the sweetest sound that the walls of that prison had ever heard. I bet they had never heard him singing there. Now, I ain't going to say that they had never heard. I wasn't alive then. I don't know. But I guarantee you, this man, Paul, that God saved on the road to Damascus as he was on his way to throw Christians into jail, he saved them on his way to rebuke Christians and to rebuke Christianity. He saved Paul while he was on his way to go against the church and now here's Paul out preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ growing the very church that he was condemning he was singing praises unto God I bet there was another a sweeter voice in song than that of Paul and Silas in this prison and the prisoners heard him what do people around us hear what do people in our houses here? What do people in our families here? Deb said tonight, she said, <coughs> she said she was talking on the phone to a young man. And what did he do when the, when God was brought up? What did he do when Jesus came into the conversation? What did he do? He hung up the phone. People don't want to talk about it. They don't want to hear about it. Just as Deb said, they've got their own religion. They've got their own God. They've got their own idol that they've concocted in their own mind. And that idol in their mind has saved them. It's no different than the Israelites as Moses was up on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments. What'd they do? They took all their gold. They took their gold earrings. They give them to Aaron. Said, make us a calf. Make us something that we can see something we can touch make us something that we can worship Moses has gone up into the mountain he's not coming back make us a God and people nowadays are no different they want any God that they can lay their eyes on, any God that can get in their head, any God that they can imagine other than the Jehovah God of the Bible. They don't want this God because this God condemns their sin. This God makes them a known sinner. That word, it makes us know that we are sinners. But folks, it doesn't end there. It also lets us know that God is a Savior. He is the Savior the only Savior. He is the Lord our God and beside Him there is no other. Praise God. There is none other than God. There is none other that is able to save. None other that can save. None other that will save. Only God. Only God can do that. These prisoners, they heard what was going on. Then what did we read? Suddenly there was a great earthquake. Mm -hmm. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open mm -hmm. and everyone's hands were loosed. Mm -hmm. People will doubt this. People will doubt that this happened. And if you doubt that this happened, I say, I doubt seriously, you're a true blue Christian. If anybody doubts it, they'll say either that or they'll say, well, that, that earthquake, it was circumstantial. 
It was happenstance. It just happened. Folks, this was a local earthquake. It, it was centered right there at that prison. I ain't saying the people maybe immediately around the prison couldn't feel it or didn't know what happened. But folks, hey, when you read on just a little bit further in the chapter and it says that the, that the guards came and they said, hey, the, you can loose these men. They don't say anything about the damage to the prison. They don't say anything about anything that, like that. We know they didn't ask this uh, this Philippian jailer. Hey, did you feel that shaking in the ground last night? Nothing in Scripture is brought up about that. This was a divine act by a divine God for a divine purpose. Its purpose was to open the doors, to loose the bed, and to bring salvation unto this jailer. God uses amazing things. And he, everything that everything on this earth, everything out in space, everything in this universe is at God's disposal because He created. He can use whatever He wants. He didn't need that earthquake. He wanted that earthquake. Those prisoners could hear the hymns being sung to Him, could hear the praises unto God. God wanted those prisoners to know who it was, Paul and Silas were worshiping. Amen. I'd like for something like that to happen in this church sometime. That's not to say that it will, but I'd like for it to. Let's just get so caught up in the spirit, yeah. like I'm sure Paul and Silas was, that the very ground shakes. Not <coughs> bands are loose. Hey folks, even Christians, we get bands on us sometimes. Oh yeah. We get we get we get uh, bands upon us. We get cuffed. We get put in in in, in the stocks. Uh, and sometimes it ain't even sin that does it. Sometimes it's just something burdening us down. But it'll put some bands on. Boy, I'd like to see God move like that sometime here. It may happen in the future, and it may not. But regardless of whether it does with us right here in this little building, it happened here to the uh, to these to Paul and Silas and to everyone else that was within that prison. The 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 ground shook. The bands were loosed. The doors were open. It says the keeper of the prison awakening awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been played. People will read that and say don't you think that's a little harsh punishment for yourself? Just cause a few prisoners got loose. Folks you gotta understand the Roman government you gotta understand the laws of the Roman government and the rules of the Roman government. If a prisoner got away from a Roman guard, why happened to that Roman guard? He received the punishment of the prisoners that escaped from him. He got whatever it was that they were getting. I don't know what was in the plans for Paul and Silas. I don't know what was in the plans for any of the prisoners that were there, but that guard wanted nothing to do with it. That guard saw that it would be better that he kill himself as to let the Roman government have their way with him. That's why he almost killed himself. Amen. That's why it crossed his mind. Mm -hmm. That's precisely, boy, there's a gospel message in that too. Praise God. But, <clears throat> but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. And called for a light, sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. 
and thou shalt be saved. And thy house. Praise God. This 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 prison keeper. I don't know how hard he was. I don't know how long he had kept the prison. I don't know. I've, I've read accounts. You read on just a little bit further. We read it a little while ago about how he could have very well been one of the guards that beat Paul and Silas, folks. He was the jail keeper. He wasn't one of them outside. He was the one, one of them on the inside. I don't believe he's one of them that beat Paul and Silas on the outside. But regardless of that or regardless of this or anything else, regardless of any of that, uh, this uh, this uh, prison keeper, this jail keeper, uh, <clears throat> Paul cried out unto him, said, do no harm to yourself. Don't you dare fall on that sword. Hey, we're all here. You ain't going to get in any trouble with your master. We're all here. You're not going to get in any trouble with those that have rule over you. We're all here. And it says that this man, he called for a light and he came trembling and he fell before Paul. He fell before Silas and what question did he ask after they went out? He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul gave him one of the greatest gospel messages you'll find in all of Scripture. He said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. He didn't give him a big theological rundown. He didn't bring in denomination. He didn't bring in religion. Didn't bring up church. Didn't bring up any other he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Amen. Folks, that is grace alone through faith alone. Yeah. Grace alone through faith alone. He didn't tell him anything else that he needed to do. And now, now listen, I've heard this very scripture preached before. <clears throat> I've heard it come out of the pulpit. See, we don't need to preach repentance. Paul didn't preach it here. Folks, there was no need for Paul to preach it there. It says that that jailer come before him, trembling. He came before him. That jailer was already in a repentant state. He was. He already had a penitent attitude. He, and what caused that? Hey, when he started to fall on his sword, Paul could have said, this is our chance. As soon as he kills himself, we can run out the door. But Paul used discernment and he said, hey, this must be the very reason that we're here. He cried out, said, don't do yourself any harm. We are are all here because of the love that Paul had for a fellow human being. That man lived, he got saved, and his entire house got saved. Amen. Because Paul didn't leave. Right. What would I have done? What would I do? As soon as them bands loosed, and as soon as I saw them doors was open, what would I have done? Would I have acted like Paul and Silas and stayed behind? Or would I have taken off running, saying that jailer's on his own? Let, let, let that jailer do what he's going to. He ain't nothing but a stinking Gentile anyway. He don't deserve my God. Remember, Paul was a Jew. <laughs> Paul could have very well said that in his heart. But Paul had gotten the change on yeah. that road to Damascus we were talking to earlier. He had received a change in Jesus Christ. He was a changed man. Yeah. Now instead of condemning Christians, he was out trying to uh, trying his best to spread the gospel that he could have more brothers and that he could have more sisters in Jesus Christ. He wasn't out uh, for the condemnation of the world. He didn't look at that man and say, hey, it was your buddy.
buddies out there that beat me just a couple of hours ago. And you, uh, you know, he could, I don't know about the jailer, but he could have been standing down there in the prison laughing about it. I don't know these things, but he could have looked at him as someone that would have deserved to have died without God. But instead, when that man started to kill himself, he said, do thyself no harm. We are all here. And that man, seeing that, seeing the act of Paul, seeing the love in Paul, and seeing God in Paul, he came to him and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul told him to believe. And that's all it takes. I said, Paul didn't need to preach repentance. You want to read about repentance? You read Paul's letter to the Romans. Read his letters to the Corinthians. Read his letters to the Galatians. Read, read all these other things that Paul wrote in Scripture. And there's plenty of repentance in there. But there was no reason to preach that to this man because he was already in a mind of repentance. He, he was already repentant when he came trembling and fell before Paul. He was already in that state. What does Jesus Christ say in the first chapter of Mark? Hey, I know it's a little bit different than what Matthew allows. But in the first chapter of Mark, Jesus Christ says the time is fulfilled and the kingdom is at hand repent ye and believe the gospel hey that word repent came before believe and when Jesus Christ said it when this jailer come to Paul he was in a state of repentance before he ever truly believed but folks if Jesus said it in that order it must fall in that order it's got to fall in that order now if there's repentance with no belief, it does no good. Y'all have heard me preach it enough. We can give up drinking. We can give up drugs. We can give up men and women and everything else. We can give up everything that seems sinful in our lives. But without belief in Jesus Christ, we will go to hell. Plain and simple, we will end up in hell without belief. Without belief. <clears throat> they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were that were in his house. Now, folks, I don't know when they wound up at this man's house. Scripture don't tell us. But at some point, this jailer who had who, who had rule over Paul and Silas, who was to be keeping an eye and make sure they stayed locked up, this jailer took them to his own house. And keep in mind, this was a Gentile. Paul was a Jew. Hey, they, they, the Gentiles, these Romans, they wanted nothing to do. This Philippian jailer, he would have wanted nothing to do with a Jew in his house. But this wasn't just any Jew. Now, this was a brother in Christ. And he took him to his house. At some point, the scripture doesn't tell us when. It says, they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, mm -hmm. he and, and all his straightway. Yeah. Took him, took him at, at, at that hour of the night. Folks, this all began at midnight according to scripture. Yeah. It all started then. I don't know if this was one in the morning, two in the morning, or what. But it was the same hour. It was the same time of night. Uh, they didn't wait till the next day. They wanted to be baptized right there. They, they went that, that night. And that man, he washed the stripes that were put on Paul. He washed the stripes that were put on Silas. Now listen, hey, there was Jewish laws in place that, that kept a man from 
being beat uh, more than 39 times. They, they could, the Jews could not lash another one more than 39 times. That law did not apply to these Romans, though it's hard to tell how many stripes Paul and Silas had on them. I don't know if it was 20, 40, 60, or 80. It doesn't say in the scripture, but regardless, this Gentile man, this Philippian jailer, took this Jew that had told him about Jesus Christ, told him about the way of the salvation. He took that Jew and he washed his stripes. They went down, baptized him, baptized his family. It sounds to me like it, that when he came before Paul, trembling that the repentance didn't stop there. When he washed his stripes, folks, that was continued repentance in this man's life. Repentance is a continual thing. We repent daily. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because we sin daily. Right. That's precisely why. He took them the same hour of the night, washed their stripes, and was baptized. He and all, all his straightway. Mm -hmm. And when he had brought them into his house, he set meat before them mm -hmm. and rejoiced, yeah. believing in God with all his house. Folks, this was repentance all the way through. Although repentance was never preached to this man, he never heard one word about repentance come out of Paul's mouth. Yet he was repenting all the way. Oh, yeah. Why was that? The Holy Ghost of God, that's why. Y'all heard me preach it. Y'all heard me teach it. I've heard Roger and Orville both bring it up. The Holy Ghost of God will show us when we need to repent. It'll show us uh, It'll show us when we've done wrong and it'll show us what we need to do about it. Folks, this man uh, had a repenting way about him. This Philippian jailer did. He not only came before Paul trembling. Why was he trembling? Because he was scared. Folks will say he was scared because of that earthquake. He wasn't a bit scared because of that earthquake. He was scared because, uh, because of what had happened. He was scared because the bands had been loosed and the doors had swung open. Hey, this man knew that the presence of God was in that prison and he knew that it must be the God of Paul and the God of Silas. That's why the man had fear about him. People say it was that earthquake. Yep. No, no, no. It was God. He brought them into his house and then he went and washed their stripes. Then it says and he brought them into his house and he set meat before him. Feeding. Feeding the Jew. Okay. Otherwise, he would have wanted nothing to do with not only a Jew, but a Jew that was, had been a prisoner. Yeah. A Jew that had been in his own prison. Yeah. A Jew that could have run off and left this man for dead. Yeah. He fed, fed him <coughs> says, and rejoiced, believing in God with all his house. Mm -hmm. Why was he rejoicing? Because he believed in God. Yeah. Folks, that goes back to the very beginning of what we're, we were talking about. Mm -hmm. When it says, and Paul and Silas, beginning at midnight, sang, sang hymns and praised God in that prison. Why were they doing Because they believed in God. Because they believed in the works of God. And they believed in the power of God. This man here, it says that he rejoiced. He and his family rejoiced while they were uh, believing in God. That was the only thing that they had to rejoice about, was that they believed in God. Hey, we can look back on our lives before we knew Jesus Christ, and we can say, well, I had some pretty good times doing this, and I had some pretty good times doing that, and I rejoiced over this, and I 
rejoiced over that, folks. That does not beat the joy that I find in Jesus Christ. That doesn't beat the joy that I have in my salvation. Why was it that David said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation? Because he had lost his joy. He had lost his joy when he sinned against God. When he willingly sinned against his maker, he lost the joy that he had of salvation. That's why he pleaded to God, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. This Philippian jailer had just discovered joy uncomprehendable, joy that he had never experienced, joy that can come only from God. Amen. And Paul and Silas knew all about it, and they didn't leave this Philippian jailer out. Nope. They were singing songs and praising God while they were stuck in prison. Folks, if they come through them doors tonight, they arrest me and arrest y'all. Granted, they ain't but a few of us, but they take us over here to Washington County Jail, over here in Johnson City, just over the hill from where I work. They throw us in there. For meeting in church, what would we do? How would we treat it? Would we curse God? Would we curse man? Would we curse the ones that took us over there? Or would we praise God? Would we praise God? Paul and Silas, they had, and that was a choice that they had to make. They could have went either way. Over in Psalms, I believe it's Psalms 137. It says that it's a, it's a song about the Jews when they got carried away into captivity. captivity. It says they sat, sat down, I believe, by the river in Babylon. So they hung their harps upon the willows, and those that held them captive said, Sing unto us one of the songs of Zion. And they said, How can we sing the songs of Zion in a strange land? Folks, we can sing it in a strange land just as well as we can in a church house. Those Jews, hey, I've heard that very message there preached as a revival message. And say, you know, we've lost our song and we've lost this and we've hung our heart upon the willow. So those Jews didn't want to sing to begin with. They could sing in a strange land just as well as they could have in the temple. They could have sung in a strange land just as well as they could in a tabernacle in their own house. They didn't sing those songs because they didn't want to sing those songs. Why was that? They had lost the joy of salvation. Their sin is what got them dragged off into captivity and if we are not careful as Christian believers our sin will drag us down put us in fetters, put us in bands, put us in stocks and we won't be able to sing our songs either right. I don't want to lose my song no. I certainly don't want to lose the desire to sing it but this man here he says he set me before him and rejoiced, believing in God yeah. with all his house. Now, folks, that doesn't mean <coughs> that we get saved. Now, listen, this was Paul inspired by the Holy Ghost of God speaking to a Philippian jailer. Yeah. And when he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house, that's precisely what he meant. But that doesn't mean that we automatically get our houses saved. Uh, when we get saved. Folks, there's been a lot of spouses of Christians go to hell. There's been a lot of children of Christians go to hell. 
And uh, those, those things happened. Like I said, this was a promise by a man that was, that was directly inspired by the Holy Ghost of God to this jailer. So don't think that just because we get saved means that 50 or 100 people around us is going to get saved too because it happened here. Hey, there's some things in Scripture that happen. That doesn't mean that it's a guarantee to us. I can guarantee you that if I drove to Bristol, Tennessee tonight and marched seven times around the Stone Castle up there at Tennessee, high and blew some horns that those walls would stand up just as upright and just as perfect as they are now. Just because God done it at Jericho doesn't mean that he's going to do it for me. But this was a different circumstance. Now the odds grow. The odds grow. That's why Solomon said in Proverbs to train up a child the way it should go. When he's old it will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way it should go. What shouldn't depart from that training? The training will not depart from them. The training won't go away. How many of you ever heard prisoners say, I wish I'd have listened to mama. I wish I'd have paid attention in Sunday school class. I wish I'd have paid attention to the preacher. I wish I hadn't have made fun of them. I wish this and I wish that. Hey, there's prisoners that say that. I've talked to homeless people that have said that. I've talked to all kinds of people that have said those very words, but they still remembered what they had been trained in. They still remembered mama sitting them on their lap and reading those Bible verses to them. They still remembered the hymns that mama might have sung or that daddy might have sung. I've told y'all before that song that I sing sometimes uh, how Jesus signed my pardon hey I remember years and years ago my mama singing that song I'd never heard a recorded version of that song till Roger brought it to me all I could remember was my mama singing me that song over and over what was she doing she was training me up in the way that I should go and even when I was out in sin even when I was lost denying the Bible denying God I still remembered those words they didn't depart from me folks that part of the Bible is true and if that part's true I can promise you all the rest of it is as well now once again it's not a guarantee our house will get saved Mm -hmm. but when someone gets saved within a house then the odds grow for those that are around why because that light's coming in their life that's never been there that light's starting to shine a little bit. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Folks, we let our lights so shine before men, so shine before women, so shine before children. Hey, it'll get to them. Yeah, and if they're lost, it'll get on their nerves. It'll get on their nerves bad. But they're being exposed to something that they've never been exposed to before. What did the Bible say here when Paul went to that house? Hey, he preached the word. It says that he spoke the word of the Lord to this Philippian jailer's house just like he spoke the the word of the Lord to the jailer himself. It takes the word to have faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If the word hadn't gone out, there wouldn't have been much hope. But the word was spoken. And that's why we read there in that last line one more time in that passage. It says, and rejoiced, believing in God. And with all in his house, every one of them was rejoicing. Uh Because every one of them had received something they'd never had. 